Bring your school's legacy to life with the Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Our interactive display highlights your greatest moments and top performers, both past and present, across athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's also so much more. With our one-of-a-kind content program, we help you every step of the way so you can tell more compelling stories that will engage your whole community. In episode 21, we're joined by a podcast crew you all have easily listened to over the years with an interscholastic athletic administration. The co-hosts of the Hanging with the AD podcast, Don Baker and Josh Matthews, hop on with us. Together, we discuss how to navigate the National Athletic Directors Conference next week in Orlando, our favorite parts of the conference, we also get into a little college football playoff rankings and learn about some great barbecue joints in Georgia. This podcast is created by two NIAAA teaching faculty members who want to talk sports, life, and help interscholastic ADs worldwide navigate their current situation and questions. I'm Freddie. I'm Scott. We hope we can get you to laugh, learn, and enjoy us along with our AD guests and providing a little levity to the profession of athletic administration. This is the AD Podcast, where we fully understand what AD truly stands for. You're working all day, after dark, and handing all duties. All right, well, I think we got a good one, but we I think we first got to get started about the, the madness of the weekend. Uh, the listeners, that is December 4th. Um, I know we're going to get into it later with, with our guests, but whenever this comes out, you know, you've recovered from from all the the, the college football selection committee. Um, that's again, that that's all I've been listening to. So I think we'll have a good discussion with that. I know uh, that jumps right over us talking about our kids, but Hey, my, I'm, right now we're just eating and pooping and sleeping. So that's, that's all we're doing with a, with about a eight week olds. Freddie, that just means they're alive. That's always the, that's always a good thing. If, if all those are happening, then kids are alive. So I, ours, if, if, if she's crying, she's alive. Uh, that's also second kid system on that one. Uh, yeah, no, I think today's episode will be very fruitful. Uh, most of you listening have definitely listened to the two gentlemen that we're bringing on today. They've been in the podcasting space for interscholastic athletics and intercollegiate because they bring on uh, collegiate ADs a lot too uh, for multiple seasons worth far more than Freddie and myself. Uh, but today we're definitely going to dive into more so like the sights and sounds and navigating professional development at the upcoming NADC next week in Orlando. Um, for most of you listening, this episode is coming out the pretty much the first full week of December. And, uh, and we want to pick their brains because both of them have served uh, at the state level in Georgia, as well as on the NIAAA. And so there's a lot of good pieces from the four of us because we've all gone to these conferences for years at this point uh, to kind of navigate whether you're a first-time AD, whether you're an experienced AD, maybe it's your first time as an athletic director period going to that conference and you've been an AD for years. You know, there's a lot that happens and there's a lot that's going on. Uh, but I think we want to dive into that college football talk because uh, let's just be honest, that was, uh, that was a fun one to watch Saturday uh, for all parties involved because that was a, a zoo of a committee meeting on that one and that I would have hated to have to be a part of. So without further ado, I already hinted at it. We are bringing on the co-host of the hanging with the AD podcast today, uh, coming to you from Marietta, Georgia. And most of this is going to sound the same. So uh, they, uh, when I was filling it out, this is the most scripted part for all our listeners uh, is the intros. And when I was filling it out, I'm like, man, they are almost parallel to one another on, on how this goes, except for where they work at, but they still work in the same County. So that's even better. Coming from Marietta, Georgia, he's a certified master athletic administrator. He uh, put down he's a fan of the University of Georgia Bulldogs. That should be fun for a discussion here. Atlanta Braves and a curveball Jacksonville Jaguars, which I was not ready for on that. 
He has been an athletic director for 12 years, and he currently serves as the district athletic director for Cobb County Schools. Welcome to the pod, Mr. Don Baker. Thanks, guys. appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, we're, before we let you talk more, we're going to bring on your fearless co-host, though, and partner in crime. Uh, also coming from Marietta, Georgia. Also a certified master athletic administrator. He, too, is an Atlanta Braves fan. I'm shocked I didn't see UGA put on there. But we'll we'll find we'll find out more on that one, maybe. He also has been in the AD seat for 12 years, and he currently serves as the athletic director for Pope High School. Welcome to the pod, Mr. Josh Matthews. Hey, thanks, Scott and Freddie. Appreciate it. Be, uh, let me be here, Josh. I do want I do have to dig. What 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 college do you support? Yeah, I'm kind of funny. I, I grew up 25 minutes from Athens. Uh, grew up a Tech fan and bounced around. I, I kind of. Uh, I don't have a team. I, I, I sat like Saturdays, like last week. It's easy to be a Georgia fan because I don't go crazy and post on Facebook like every other by every other person in Georgia did. But uh, no, I probably d- deep down inside now have an eight year old son. He's he's pretty big Georgia fan, so uh, I think it's good when the state schools do well. So I, I probably fall into a Georgia fan right now. It's kind of odd for a, a Southern. Southern boy did not not be a college football fan. I, I do got to kind of throw that out there. Not have. No, a, I'm a college huge fan. college football fan. I just don't have a team. I did, I went to shorter college. I have a master's from Jacksonville State University. I, I don't really have a, a a big connection. I was a Tennessee fan for a little bit in my teenage years, but realized hey, that's kind of dumb. I, I don't really have a connection there. So uh, just don't have a kid. My house will pull for Mississippi State. My wife got her master's there. So I um the more he's I'm very athletic- confused. He's yeah, very yeah, yeah, confused yeah. on a lot of different things. That's right. And there's a there's a whole separate podcast of all the things that he should know and go. like that he doesn't. And we won't even we won't take it there unless you unless you have to. But yeah, he's he's a bit of a weird bird. I'm a pretty simple dude. That's it. Um, but I tend to pull for coaches and, and kind of tend to have my uh preference teams by the coaches I, and I do think Kirby's doing a good job down at Georgia so he yeah. was born he was born 65 years old okay, that about yeah that's about right we might as well just start we might as well just start on this one with Don then uh college football committee UGA not in makes sense does not make sense to you uh I understand why they why they did what they did um I felt like the four teams they picked probably uh are the best four teams right now Georgia uh, as a as a diehard Georgia fan, we are beat up from top to bottom. Uh, and I can't guarantee that things would have panned out any differently had they had they moved on, to be honest with you. Um, they're extremely beat up. Um, and I think that that would have would have been a little bit more evident uh, in the in the coming weeks uh, had they continued to play. But um, they, they fell about where they were. I, I walk every morning. I've got, you know, a, a, about a three to five mile walk that I do every morning. And on um, and yesterday, the entire time, I'm thinking of scenarios and ways that they could get in there. And for a solid hour, I came up with nothing. So uh, I wasn't too surprised whenever that rolled out. I still, I'm still, uh, I, it makes sense to me, but the Florida State one, if I was a Florida State fan, oh man, that's, that's a hard one to swallow after doing, uh, well, as to- good as they played on defense, as good as they yeah. played on defense, you're telling me that, that what you saw from Texas and Alabama right oh. now, that if they if they played Florida State, that yeah. that Florida State would win those two games. I don't think they would. Yeah. No, I would. Agree. That's where I am. I would I, agree again, with you on that one, Don. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in Clemson 
Yeah, I, you know, I'm in Clemson country, and you know, so we Bless we you. want the ACC. Yeah, uh, we want the ACC to be successful, right? We don't want Florida State to be successful. I mean, that's our big, you know, ACC rival. But um, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, I, I, I get this. All, I get agree. this all the time. I get this all the time with my dad. I'm gonna cut you off. I get this all the time with my dad. All right, I'm originally from South Georgia. I, my dad coached at Valdosta High School for 35 years. Anytime that a team like Lowndes is our our rival high school in the same town. Lowndes doing good things isn't good for Valdosta. That's not good for you. Like Alabama doing good things is not good for Georgia because then all of the athletes go there. So again, you can't, I get the old SEC. The, no, I, I'm going to, I'm going to punt on that. Like, forget you. I, yeah. I would. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm talking about that's the argument up here is everyone's like, well, the ACC got left out, whatever. You know, right. So my, my, People's been calling me and texting me all the time saying, Hey, what, what do you think? I'm like, I think they got it right. I mean, it's, I agree. With I, I don't think Florida State should be in there. I mean, I, it, you, you, you look at Alabama because really it came down to comparing Alabama and, and Florida State. Um, you know, because again, I don't see how they could have put Alabama over Texas because Texas had the head to head win. So it really came down to Alabama and, and Florida State. You can't look at those two teams and say, Right now, Florida State would beat Alabama. Not right um, now. Now, I mean, I would still have the argument that Georgia could have even been ahead of Florida State. Again, five and six really don't matter. They're just going to play each other. Yeah, we're going to find but, out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, to me, I mean, you know, I even being an ACC guy, if you, you know, as everyone's been talking about, you know, on the analyst, you know, the ESPN and everything like that, That's I, your heart. I have them out. Right. And, you know, I, I mean, ACC hadn't been that great this year. Right. I mean, and as soon as that quarterback went down, now I feel devastated for him. I understand he you know, he's got a lot on his 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 plate right now, especially with the post he put out. You know he he's you know it, you can't say that he's taking it, you know, and saying, "Well, I'm the reason they're not in." But that's what ESPN's saying, right? So I I feel for that for that kid, and I hope he's able to to get through it more. On, on you know, we've had mental performance people on here all the time. Um, I just I hope he's able to get through that on on the mental side of it. Yeah, I can't wait for Texas. Uh, I'm a University of Washington alum, so I uh, I really can't wait for Texas. We beat them last year in the Alamo Bowl, uh, which was a home game for Texas at that point. We beat them 27-20, and Sark used to be our head coach. So um, as much as I absolutely despise Sark, uh, he's an interesting guy because I played golf at the same time he was co- coaching at UW. He is he's a special human being. I'll just say that. There's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason why he didn't last up there, but it works for him in Texas, so I'm I'm happy for him. Um, hopefully he battled some of those demons back off, but Texas looked all the part again. Oh, yeah. And again, they went through the big 12, which I think's kind of us up and down because they're all, you know, they're adding in what it is too. Uh, but I would also say like, if I don't think that, I think the PAC 12 would have been out too. Um, even though they're already done in terms of the conference, but I mean, even Oregon, if they would have taken us out in that championship game, I think that's a hard sell to sell a a, a one loss Oregon over a one loss Texas, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Oregon in the Pac twelve, in my also in my opinion, was best top to bottom in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and Washington, we just figured out how to win, um, and no one really got overly injured. And but we got some of our playmakers back. That in a month when they're healthy, I mean McMillan is one, arguably one of our best slot receivers, and he we haven't had him all season, um, yeah. and we were winning games, but. Uh, it'll be interesting to see on that one. I think Michigan's super soft, in my opinion. I don't think I don't think that. I mean, they barely beat Ohio State, 
And realistically, I think I think Michigan's going to have their hands full. I, they're favored against Alabama, which I was really shocked about because I think Alabama is going to give Michigan way more than they want um, in that in that game. Again, I think, I think part, part of that is though the Alabama's had some issues here late, you know, with the run, you know, stopping the run, and that's what Michigan's going to do. They're just going to beat you over the head and hope you like it. So, I think that that's that's part of part of that conversation. I would think. Scott, I do have to I do have to call you out though. Uh was it it was either the last episode or the episode before that when we were talking about all these scenarios, I said, Hey, yeah. Texas gets in, and you said there's no way Texas gets in. Well until Alabama there, decided there, there you go. Freaking Nick Saban, <laughs> I swear he I, that he is Kirby Smart's kryptonite. I mean, oh my word. Yeah, jo- Josh isn't gonna get this reference, but we call him Lord Saban in my house, uh, because he's <laughs> he's like the Darth Vader of everybody. Well, but Josh doesn't get that because he's not seen Star Wars. That's so right. That's oh. a completely different conversation. Right. Here we go. Here wow. We go. There's a Don, you weren't lying. He he is he has some he has some complexity. Lot, lots uh lot, lots man. lots of layers to that onion, uh in a lot of weird ways. Yes. Wow. We could yeah. get on a whole other episode about the the culture of Star Wars and that yeah, Lord Saban, that that makes a ton of sense. I saw the graphic. What is it? Kirby Smart against everybody else is 40 and 0, and then against what against Saban one and two, one and three. I'm not I might be good. Uh, it's it's uh I think it's it, one and two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw that graphic and I was like, oh gosh, Saban just gets under <laughs> gets the best on that one. Um, but yeah, no, you're right, Freddie. You can call me out on that one. I definitely I just hate Sark that much. I just absolutely hate Sark Sarkeesian well, that much. I was gonna shoot you a text, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna call it out on a I'm gonna call you out on a national podcast. That's uh, fine. And and, and let, let let people know say, hey, I, I called it. It's cool. Jake Von uh, Von Scheer owes me dinner at NADC next week, so it's all good because uh, he's a Ducks fan, and we made a wager on his podcast that apparently uh, I was going to, if the Huskies won, he would give me dinner. So now I get dinner. So there we go. Uh, Jake, you owe me uh, on that on that line. Uh, yeah, we could talk college football all the time. That committee, it'll be interesting with the twelve the twelve team. I wish that would have been this year because that twelve team one would be interesting with uh, going down down the line when you saw the final rankings. Some of those would have been fun to watch. Like it'll be fun to watch next year. Um, I don't hey, doubt. We made it. We made it after Christmas. That's like that's all I'm happy about. We 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 made it. We were uh, twenty two in the final rankings, and we made it to a, a bowl game after Christmas. I was like I said. People's heard me say I've, I was very nervous. Clemson wouldn't make it to a game after Christmas, so we're hey, we we, we did all right in November. We we can forget the other months. What do you, what do you, uh, what Debo say buy that stock now? Right, buy, that's right, that's right. Buy, buy it now, <laughs> buy it up. Oh my gosh! On that note, uh, we will we're gonna hit an ad break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about probably what everyone actually wants to listen to us talk about, uh, because it's probably a little bit more of our our knowledge base. They're not saying that we. Don's a wealth of knowledge in college football right there. And Josh apparently needs to figure out what team he wants to actually be rooting for uh, to have a better dog in that fight. No pun intended. Uh, and I will, uh, we'll, we'll take a break. Listen to Hall of Fame. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the NADC. Hi, I am John Townsend, the CEO of Vital Signs, and we are proud to partner with the AD podcast. We believe in their vision to make continuing education enjoyable while they support our wall of fame product and its ability to bring your school's legacy to life. Congratulations to Scott and Freddie on the kickoff to a great inaugural season, and thank you for tuning in. Don, Josh, let's uh, let's talk about it. What like let's just hit uh, hit it off. What are some of your favorite parts of next week's conference? Uh, Josh, you can go ahead if you want to. Yeah, I, I'd say next week. Um, 
I mean, I've been to 10, uh, 10 conferences now. This will be number 11. This can be a different experience for me. I, I have the privilege and honor of serving on the board as a Section 3 rep of the NIAAA board. Uh, so it's it's a completely different experience with different activities and um, a lot of different things. We're, we're walking around and popping into meetings and things like that, so having our own meetings. So I, I'm interested. I, I'm really excited about uh, just being around the board members who I've gotten to know this year. Uh, from all over the country. So just to develop those relationships a little bit more, I think I'm going to miss out on the typical networking with 2,500 people and a lot of times out in the hallways because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have places to go. Uh, but, uh, but I still think it's going to be a lot of fun being around those fellow board members who, like I said, we've been together three or four times this year, stay, stay in contact uh, on text and email and just being in their, in their, um, company is going to be really good. I mean, these are some top performers, top athletic directors from across the country, and it's a privilege to sit in that room. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. But uh, just getting away, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I tell all of our local school ADs, all of my colleagues, hey, it's the best time of the year. It's right around final exams. Got a couple sports going on. You really don't miss much, maybe a couple basketball games and a wrestling tournament for most of us. So it's a great Get away, recharge. I just counted up the number of events that I've been to this year, and everybody's in the same boat, right? We've been to 30, 40, 50 events already, and uh, to get away and recharge is is a wonderful opportunity for all of us, and uh, I'm looking forward to that as well as being with my fellow board members. Yeah, just to kind of piggyback on a little bit of what uh, Josh said, obviously my experience is a little different not being on that board. And so it, it's a more traditional experience and uh, the ability to kind of network with people uh, that you have either admired from afar or that we have talked to on the podcast uh, has been, you know, invaluable to be able to do that last couple, uh, last couple years. Um, but really I, I tell people all the time, when it, whenever I was coaching, you go to a coaching clinic and it's like, goatees and sweatpants and everybody just kind of does their own thing. And then somebody talks about all the great things they can do and they press play on the film and you look and you realize that their athletes are a lot better than yours. And there's never any way that you could ever do that. And so you've wasted your time. Whereas this is a completely different environment with people that do what you do day in and day out. A lot of which with the same resources, some with less, some with more, but the ability to, to network with people that, the, the athletic administrator community, in my opinion, is the most collaborative community that I've ever been a part of. There are no secrets. Everybody wants to help. Everybody wants you to do the best job that you can do because it's all about giving an exp the best experience possible to kids. Um, I think the biggest challenge uh, is just uh, something we just talked about, uh, uh, Josh and I, earlier today. We, we uh, taped a uh, podcast with uh, Lauren Otero. Uh, of the NIAAA, and we we talked to her this idea of channeling uh, channeling passion uh, to equal execution. Uh, it's one thing to be very passionate about it when you go in that bubble of a conference. It is awesome, right? It's a vacuum. You're learning. You're soaking it up. You're exhausted at the end of the day just because your mind is working the whole time. Well, then you get back home. And you're met with life and you're met with all of the other day to day uh, that can kind of get in the way of that execution. And so it's really about, you know, networking with people, getting ideas and then channeling that passion that you get in that bubble to execution whenever you get back home. Yeah, so I'm not far off of Josh, right? He said this is his 10th. Uh, this is my eighth. 
Uh, my first one was in Orlando eight years ago. Um, and so, you know, I kind of wanted to see what y'all's thoughts were for a new AD going, right? You know, last year we had the largest uh, attendance. Um, I think this year's is close, if if not right at it or, or above it by the time we get there. Um, and, you know, I know when I went eight years ago, I took at the time is only four LCCs were offered four times. So I took L- LCC every, every offering. I went to all the workshops. I went to all the talks and trades. I went to everything. Right. Because you were mind fried when you left, weren't you? Yeah. yeah it was like, yeah. I was like, my Ooh, goodness. Uh, now again, I was hooked. Right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is amazing. Um, but definitely the, you know, the following year I, I scaled it back and was a little more selective and things <clears> like that. So, uh, you know, maybe, you know, talking to that, that first year AD, maybe even second year AD that that's going, um, you know, what, what to, to kind of look for, um, what to make sure they definitely go to and, and kind of how to, to choose all the stuff. Like, you know, like Don said, it is a bubble and there's just a ton of stuff going on. I think first of all, pace yourself, bro. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it is, it can be extremely overwhelming. Um, and so I think, you know, to your point that that idea of jumping in, you know, with both feet and trying to do as much as you can. I think sometimes that can that can bite you uh, because there's so much to be uh, garnered by just the just the general conversations that you have with people. I think that you take a class, or maybe you take two, but you take a class, and that that gets your mind going, and then you build relationships just by the structure of an LTC class, right? Because there's a lot of collaboration. You're you're naturally having to talk to people that are from different parts of the country than you are. Um, and that kind of builds, uh, starts that, that, that relationship piece that you can carry over into, you know, workshops or just general conversation. Uh, I think that that uh, is, is invaluable uh, to be able, you realize that you're not in, you're not in a silo. Uh, you, you realize that other people share your problems and probably they've got answers on how to, you know, how to solve those problems. And so I think that's, that's the biggest thing I would say, you know, just crawl before you walk uh, when it comes to that thing. Cause it, it can be a lot, Josh. Yeah, Freddie, I probably was the exact opposite of you. My first uh, conference was San Antonio. My wife went with me and she's gone to almost all of them. Uh, we, we like it because like I said before, it's that mid year. It's almost like you can get a few hours of vacation time together um, and recharge together as well. But all I did the first year was go to the workshop sessions. The, they're free. You don't have to pay extra, uh, depending on what your district, what your school, or what your personal bank account's paying for. You know that, that those free workshops are invaluable, and there's multiple ones at every session. So now there's five sessions, so you could go get five hours of professional development over three days for free, basically once you pay your conference registration. Um, and then I had no clue what the LTCs were. I had to learn about that. And, uh, you know, what I would tell the new AD that it's attending, maybe the second year who attended last year might have done it differently. Maybe take one LTC on Friday or Saturday if you get there early. Maybe you can work it in Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But then those five workshops over those two days, two and a half days, um, that that's where I would put my money early on. Uh, because you're going to learn from other athletic directors on what they are currently experiencing where the LTC classes, and most of your listeners probably know this, but I'll say it, those LTC classes are, are scripted curriculum, right? It's not, yeah, there's some personal anecdotes, but it's scripted because it is a professional class where those workshops are individual 
uh, topics that are hot topics for them right now. So uh, that that's what I would say to new folks. Orlando's great. I'll tell you the my first, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years going to it. Sunday afternoon was the getaway day for April and I. We um, you can do the two workshops early in the morning. You can do the exhibit hall. You can be out of there by twelve, and you can go spend the rest of the day at the parks. You can go spend the rest of the day at all the cool stuff to do in Orlando, whatever. Um, that's what I would tell a new athletic director who doesn't have other responsibilities. Find some time to get away and recharge. Uh, so when you do come back, as I think Don mentioned or Freddie mentioned, man, it, it's all going to be waiting on you when you get back. So get yourself refreshed so you're ready to go again. Yeah, I would definitely say uh, along with that, the LTCs are four hours, y'all, if you don't know that. So it's a long time in a formal classroom setting, like Josh was pointing out. That it's there's they're scripted. It's it's it, I mean scripted to the point like it's templated. There, you know, the curriculum has been developed and reviewed um and revised. And so in terms of that, you're sitting there for four hours with some breaks put in there, but it's a long time. If you pack, I mean, for, I, when you said what you did your first time through, I was thinking what I did. I was like, I definitely just did workshops. And didn't yeah, I, yeah, I saw absolutely. the four, I saw the four hour, uh, four hour blocks for those LTCs. And I was like, Oh no, like that's going to be a too much for, for my, for my, my notepad. Um, Scott, alone, we, I think we do need to say certification is, uh, is worth the money, right? It's worth, having getting those certificates, gaining that knowledge through those classes. So you and I, we don't need to make it about, you know, give it a black eye, but it is work because you are earning. So you're not earning a degree, but it's a lot of, a lot of work toward a degree almost. So, you know, it's, it's worth what you're getting once you get it, because you're, you're working up towards certification, which just makes you a better athletic administrator. I tell you yeah, too, see- another, another thing too, Freddie, I'm sorry, but the, what I've I've learned over time is when you go into those LTCs, be an active participant right. in those classes. That you talk about, you know, it is it is a long, you know, stretch of time. It is more of a traditional academic type setting. But the more active you are, mm-hmm. be you know, if if they ask an open ended question, well, throw out your opinion of it. Like if there's a group and someone has to lead the group, lead the group. Like the more active you are in that, the more you're going to get out of it from a relationship piece, from a content piece, and from a time piece, it's going to feel as if it's moving faster than it really is. Sorry about that, Freddie. I'll circle no, back. No, I was just going to say oh, it, okay. it, let, it. Let me let me circle back on this one really quick. Uh, on, the, on that thought, again, yeah, Josh, I don't. I wasn't trying to put a black eye. Right, on, but right. what, I, what I was going to get at is uh, they do offer all the – most of our LTCs are also offered webinar style during the year. And I'm just saying that that conference, it is yeah. – Friday to Tuesday when uh, Tuesday night and it's just there's a lot to going on and so those workshops like you were pointing out are the free piece right yeah. they're not additional to it right um, like if you miss the opportunity of taking an LTC your first time know that those come seasonally through the webinar series credentialing on that line is is massive we all all of us on this are CMAs so we all have gone through a bulk of those classes at this point, as well as had to do the project, whatever form you chose to do that project in. And the project's not a short, short order either. That's a, it's right. a formal project that you have to go through for the credentialing. Um, but certification is huge because our profession, there's a lot to it that people really don't know. And so that those formal classes are huge. Um, but that was I, I, along that line. I was going to say 
there is a first time attendees orientation that you can apply that you can go to. And I would highly say go to it because a lot of the individuals that do that orientation tell you kind of the lay of the land, how to go and, and give you some of these pieces that we're talking about that we might have learned more so on the go um, of that. Go for it, Freddie. No, I was just going to say, I, I kind of did, again, I guess my, my experience was a lot, well, so, sort of like Josh, but but not, but yeah, you know, where I didn't know what the certification was. Um, yeah, it was my first year being an AD. All I know is in our August district AD, you know, AD meeting, Daryl Nance looked at everybody and said, it's in Orlando, go. And so I was like, okay, so let me go to my principal and see if she'll, they'll pay for it and all that stuff. So I went, so then when I went to go register, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. Curb appeal looks interesting. Let me take that class. Uh, PA announcing looks interesting. Let me take that class. Uh, budget, you know, I, so I think I took like 600, 700 level courses before I even knew what I was doing, right? And then um, and then that's when, like we said, we get the wealth and knowledge and and understood, okay, there's a certification behind this. Um, and so then obviously being able to, to pick a, a person like Daryl's brain and all that about how to get that certification. So I kind of actually did it backwards. I actually had, you know, four, 600, 700 level courses before I even took 501, 502. So um, Brady, you were halfway to certification after the first conference. Oh, well, I was. I could have been a CMAA. <laughs> I, I could have been a CMAA in two years. That's right. Yeah, that's but, right. But I had to, you know, I, I, I had to wait on the CAA, obviously two-year requirement. And as soon as I got that, CMAA was when the, within a couple months because I already had the project. So, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, I got, I definitely got it pretty quick. So, um but that's uh, you know pe- y'all y'all know me Scott knows me people that know me know that I I have a hard time saying no um, to some things and I mean even like last conference you know I was we joke about it all the time last conference I think I was in a suit God, more than I was anything time, else man um, because I was you know teaching classes doing workshops doing moderating you know doing all these different things so um, again I, I I take it a little to the extreme my my family may be coming with me. Um, we're still trying to debate that or not with with a, with an eight week old, but uh, you know, so it's going to be one of those. Is uh, I may have to take a step back as well. Well, and the rounded background, Don Don was talking about uh, what I think the two of you recorded earlier on for a podcast episode, right? Like you go back to all the the you come out of the bubble of the conference, you have literally notepad pages worth of stuff that you wrote down, business cards. Like I think the biggest thing is is find like two or three things. That you're like, I think I can do this in the next and then name the time frame mm-hmm. because like you need to chunk it a little bit out of piece because you're going to walk out of there being like, holy moly, so and so in Texas does this. I can do that. And then you and then you have 10 more of those cases in your in, on written down. Well, you go back and yeah, you have you're finding an event crew for something. Someone can't show up to do the scoreboard for you that, you know, like you're back into the mix, how Don was putting it right off the bat. And I think, I think, I think too, though, you've, I think if you have the awareness of what you need going into it, right. If you have a game plan to go, you know what, these are weak areas in our department right now. And this is where I need some help. I think if you kind of know that, then when you, you, when you get there, you can land the plane in, in an area where you can get something to come back. I think it takes that awareness to know what your strengths and weaknesses are before you show up. Yeah, Scott, I was going to piggyback on what you said too. And what Don said, you know, for the ones who don't know every workshop session, the five sessions have seven or eight choices. Mm -hmm. And there were a year, uh, a year or two where I went and I almost themed my learning kind of what Don just said. I was during each workshop session, I was able to stay on the same theme or close to it 
So I was able to go home with a package of information that was more uh, myopic in in nature than just taking a whole whole uh, you know uh, group of things uh, back with me. I think what Don said, have the game plan. I mean, yeah. it's just the two of you just, I, you know, what, what are challenges for you in your, your current situation? And, and then look, you can look ahead at the schedule of what workshop topics are being offered and you can, you can star that one's going to hopefully give me something that, cha- you know, fixes this challenge, you know, helps me with this. It might not fix it, uh, but it'll, it'll, you know, help me with this. Um, I think is, spot on what what josh was just getting to i mean make sure you know kind of the the headaches that you have uh that the professional development can give you some of that that help with um that's what it's i mean all those workshop topics there's so many good ones and they're put on by people that are you know most likely experts or have done it very well to that topic well that workshops are put on by everyday ad's Mm -hmm. right it's um, you know, it's ones that, you know, they, they fill out the survey at the end of the, the conference saying that they would like to present and here's the things they're strong on. Um, so like, like you said, it, you know, I was, you know, you, you get, you get a lot of information on those workshops because those ADs that are putting those on are, are just like you and me. Right. Um, and you know, they, they're going through the trenches every day. Um, I did kind of want to, you know, spend before we, we run out too much. Josh and Diane kind of maybe, you know, say what your favorite part of the NADC is um, it maybe maybe it's coming up this year or in the past, because again, they, they, they look similar um, in, in from year to year, just with some different offerings. But, you know, I think we nailed home, you know, what to do and, and kind of have a game plan, but you know, what's, what's, what's y'all's favorite part of it? Uh, and you'll go first. I think he probably knows what my answer is The the sports law year review session uh, is my sweet spot. I, I've got a passion for that area. Um, and that is something that I speak on at our state conference. Uh, and so uh, that is a personal highlight of mine just because I have an interest on that topic. Um, and so I look forward to that uh, each and every time. And then I've, I'm doing a little bit more uh, speaking uh, this time around. So uh, I've done a workshop before doing another workshop this time. And then I'm also going to moderate uh, another give and take session. Um, and then super excited about being part of the NIAAAU uh, district AD cohort that is starting uh, at this conference. And so we'll be able to kind of get together for the first time. And so really looking forward to that as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, if I stay on the same line with Don, I think, um, you know, one of the things I enjoy at the state level is our conference. I'm our conference committee chairman um, for the last couple of years. I enjoy all the different pieces of the conference. So it's going to sound like I'm riding the fence here and y'all have already made fun of me on that, which is fine. I can take it. Um, but but I enjoy just the logistics, just the, just the experience of the conference. I mean, I, I like going to the exhibit hall. I like taking classes and workshops. I like teaching. I've, I've had the opportunity to do that for a couple of years. Now getting to see behind the scenes a little bit more. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know if I really can pick a favorite. Brett Ledbetter, you know, we asked him what a favorite question. He 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 said, I can't even answer it. He didn't even try to answer it. So I kind of tend to take the Brett Ledbetter approach here and not really have a favorite. But, uh, man, I, I just, the conference, just the whole thing is uh, is a great experience for me. 
I would have to go with Don. My favorite is that sports law and review. It used to be Dr. Green, right? Like he, that that's Lee, Don's idol right there. Oh, yeah, that's Lee that's Green. my man right there. Yeah, yeah. Doc, I, that is like by far, I mean, don't worry. You're going to sit there and be like, Oh crap, that can happen. Oh crap. That can happen. But it, it, it is really good knowledge. That was always one of my favorite that, that typically uh, hey, happens. we got John Gordon coming up to lead this thing off. I mm-hmm. mean, that, yes. I mean, that, yeah. So that's going to be hard to beat. It, just kick this thing off. Right. You guys just had him on too, which was really cool. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a really fun uh, time with that opening general session because John Gordon's a, a if, if you're lacking positivity, you'll leave with plenty of it when you, well, and I'll it. tell you, and this is, this is what makes it even better. And we, we kind of figured this out. I've got a, a motto, a just personal motto, life motto, never meet your heroes because all your kid, you know, if they're like a complete jerk, you're going to be completely disappointed. You know, uh, he, he's the genuine article. He, he was, uh, kind of off the recording, uh, just a, a really good human being. Uh, and, and so when he gets up there and he, and he does what he does, just know that it is coming from a genuine place. Uh, he, he's a genuinely good dude. Um, and we had a great time talking to him. I, I can't wait to hear him. I'm looking, I, I've read most of his books. I follow a lot of his stuff. I do his one word uh, challenge at the start of the year, right? Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to listening to him in person for once um, and being in the room, right? It'll be a lot of fun. I really did enjoy the the recording that you guys had with him. It was fun to listen to Thank just you. listen to him talk. So it was, it was really cool on that one. I did my other one outside of the sports law and review is just general networking. I think we've, we've said it at the time, like when you're in a room with some, like Don said it, be active in those classes be active in the workshops. A lot of times those happen too, but like sit by people you don't know. Um, right. You're with your conference, like all the time, like we would go as a league. Uh, and I like, I would try not to sit next to them. Like I see you all the time. We meet once a month. Like I already know what you have to and offer. That, and that's, that's tough. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's tough. I expect you like you come and let's say there's only like two of you from your district and you get thrown in this room and you got people from all over the country. It's tough to, to, you know, kind of break out of it, but I could, I could have lunch with you every day, bro. Like I don't, I, mm-hmm. you know, and so, exactly. um, and you probably feel very similar about certain su- subjects. And so, uh, that's something that I, you know, I think we all struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you definitely need to do that. You're right. I, I just challenge you in a room at a table, whatever you're doing, just sit next to someone you don't know, or even the group of people that are all obviously from the same and sit next to them. Uh, everyone pretty much brings business cards or will be willing to switch, you know, swap information. And and that's someone that does it, does what you do, but in probably a whole different neck of the woods uh, on that one. I do have to ask John, what, uh, what workshop are you teaching? Uh, the parent coach athlete triangle. Uh, cool. Me and uh, Justin Dixon, he's a AD out of Indianapolis. Um, and so we're looking forward to, dissecting that relationship between parents, coaches, uh, and athletes. There's no, which, which day, which in there, there's no friction in that triangle. Which, uh, which session is that? That is on Sunday, I believe, uh, in the morning. Yeah. I'm Monday afternoon. I'm moderating the, you know, surprise. I'm moderating the social media (laughs) one. So, (laughs) so I'll be, I'm moderating (laughs) the, the district AD one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's one of those, once you get a, uh, you know, it's sort of like those actors, right? You know, you see certain actors and that's the only movies that they, they're a part of. I feel like I'm that way, which I'm fine. I, I love what I, what I do and my passion, you, but you, you are um, in, you are in Westerns. That's what you do. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. So, um, I did want to ask kind of before we wrap it up though, um, is, you know, going, 
we we talked about the new AD. We talked about what your favorites are. Uh, maybe kind of as we wrap it up, what do you talk to the person that's gone for a long period of time but wants to get more involved? Um, I I said I know Don. I said you're or Josh. Sorry, you're not too far off of me of how many years I've gone. And you know I'm currently on a national t- faculty. I'm on a, a committee. Uh, again, you're two years ahead of me. You're on the board. Um, and you know, Don's was speaking things again. We're we're all very uh very active. Um, so what what advice can you give to those um those ads that kind of want to get more involved, want to get on a committee, want to teach nationally, and you know potentially want to try to get on the board? Josh, you can take that one. Yeah, I just wrote down while you were asking that like three S words. So like the preacher, man, I'll just use three S words. Uh, number one, the survey. I think Scott already mentioned the survey uh, at the end of the conference. Everyone gets it. Take your time. Go through it. Volunteer yourself to get involved. Moderating is a perfect way to start because all you have to do is read from a script and introduce the speakers and read whatever else the NIAAA and FHS has put in front of you. You don't really have to prepare a whole lot. And that will help you just get up in front of people and it will help your name get on a list. And I think that's what um, opportunities, Don talks a lot about wonderful opportunities. And those wonderful opportunities usually come about because your name is on a list. So that survey, I'd tell you to get involved at your state level because there are people at your state level involved at the national level. And if they don't know you want to get involved, you'll never get involved. You need someone to help you out. Freddie already threw out Daryl Nance. Uh, we've got, you know, a few folks who are the dean of ADs in Georgia, and they're connected, and they'll get you involved if you want to get involved. And then the third way, and this is kind of how I got involved with the national national teaching faculty: go to your section meetings uh, at the conference. There'll be a section meeting for whatever section you're in. We're all say, or we're section three uh, down here, but um, go to that section meeting. Let people see you there. And then go to your section meeting in the spring or summer, whenever that is, wherever it is in your in your uh, group of states. And that's where I got involved. Uh, we had a group show up, and they were talking about the new class 704, uh, about hiring and, and mentoring coaches. And I just said to the, one of the um, creators was there, I'm like, how do I get involved with that? You want to be on it? Yeah. Okay, I'll send you an email Respond. So I did, and that's how I got to be a part of that teaching class. Uh, and, and going to the state uh, state meetings and being involved in the state is how I got involved at the national level with a board as well. So do the survey, be involved at the state level, know your state leaders, and and uh, um, go to your section meetings. Yep, I would, I would agree. I, the the point about the the being the moderator, I think, is a home run because in a lot, of, I think the first time I did that, it was for some, it was for one I was going to anyway. Like I'm I'm out nothing. And I'm helping in the process. I think that is a, a a great way to do it. I know that most people are, you know, they're more afraid of speaking in front of people than they are of dying. But at the same time, the more of that that you can do, that's going to help you when you get up in front of your coaches. That's going to help you when you get up in front of your parents. I think you can't do that enough. Uh, but I think that's a that's a great way to get started. And then I can't I can't bang the drum more for getting involved at your state level. I, I think that's that is the end uh, to get you, you know, uh, further down the road uh, nationally. I don't have any more to add on that one. I think that you all already hit it out of the, out of the park for me on that. I, uh, again, I, I would, I would echo Don though. 
uh, start with your state, get involved there. And then as you go to the national conference, get your name on the list. And those, like Josh said about Don, those wonderful opportunities will present themselves. Uh, Or or if you're, if you're like me, uh, you know, I think he listens. If he listens, I'll ask him when we get to to Orlando, if, if he heard it, or you just bug at the time, it was Josh Scott. Uh, was this, it was the NIAAA secretary, or you just bug him every week saying, hey, did you get my uh, committee form? Um, you know, I, I know you said Section 3 was coming open. Is it, when, When's, you know, what committee is coming open? Um, and so, again, bugged him, you know, had it, you know, again, it wasn't as much as it sounds, but every time I got a, a chance or I saw him, I would, I would, you know, definitely uh, just bring that back up, say, hey, I want to get involved. And then, you know, was able to land on a committee I landed on the accreditation committee, which is a beast in itself, but it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a fun time. That's probably what I'm looking forward to the most uh, when we get down there is meeting with that committee. Right. I'm about to, I'm about to text uh, Josh Scott and ask him how many times you bugged him. And we're just, hey, you know, here's we're the deal. Gonna... Hey, Freddie, don't worry about that. My mama told me a long time ago, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it worked, it worked out. Scott, I want to hear the words he uses when he describes Freddie. Pass us on. <laughs> I'm gonna text Josh Scott when we get done with this. We're gonna figure out how many times and what 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 his uh his description terms would be for uh how frequently or infrequently Freddie reached out to well, him. For it's, it's probably it's probably persistent because I've been texting him a lot here lately about the Missouri conference. So it, it'll be it, it'll be more than persistent. I can probably there'll be a couple adjectives. There, there's gonna be some adjectives <laughs> worth sharing, Josh, and I will gladly yeah. forward them. <laughs> Just so that we can see uh, Mr. Scott in person in a week and uh, and be like, Freddie's right there. What do you want to tell him now? Because <laughs> you you told me all the, all the fun stuff about him. Anything else before we well, we have a little bit of time? We would love to know where we're coming on our food tour with y'all. So uh, you guys have anything to coattail or kind of close off this conversation? No, I think we're good. I, yeah. I appreciate the opportunity uh, to to come on and talk with you guys and definitely to talk about the NADC. It, it is a wonderful um, uh, event uh, that is put on. It's a very professional event. Uh, and again, I can't stress this enough. You are surrounded by the most collaborative community that you ever will be. Uh, so make sure to, to soak it in. Yeah, I echo the same thing. I mean, it's, it's the best experience you'll have all year. It will, it, it will, I've said it twice. I mean, it's right in the perfect time. It's going to help you get through your year. Uh, it's not going to slow you down. It's not going to cause you more work. It's going to really rejuvenate you and excite you. And you're going to learn that there's a lot of folks out there, 2,500 plus signed up as of yesterday. Um, and, you know, they're all doing the same thing we're doing. So it's it's really a time to to recharge and get going. You know, lastly, I would say don't, if you can, Try to get to the banquet Tuesday night. Um, even even if you don't know anybody that's getting an award, um, again, it, it's a great time to, again, network again, sit at a different table, but also see the accomplishments of, of your fellow ADs um, and, and, you know, get a little preview of what's coming the next year and all that stuff. So uh, don't definitely try not to skip out uh, Tuesday night on the banquet if you can. If you're still there, I think that would be a, a great, great one to go to. Well, talk about professionalism. That that banquet's w- very well put together. It is an extremely high level uh, awards banquet that happens there, and so definitely, definitely go and expect it to be what it sounds. It's it's very good. 
on that note, we're gonna hit uh we're gonna hit another quick ad break. And when we come back, we're gonna find out where Freddie and I are going uh in Marietta, Georgia for eating when we go visit Don and Josh. At Vital Signs Wall of Fame, we understand it is your content that tells the best story about your school district's legacy. Our dedicated staff of content experts will work with you on an ongoing basis to create the most compelling tributes for your wall of fame that will engage your whole community. Whether you want to do it yourself or turn it over to us, our content program has options to fit your needs. All right, Josh and Don, where are we come? Freddie and I have like this food tour thing going on. I don't know. How I think many. we actually got it from y'all. One of y'all's questions. One of y'all's questions are always, yeah. where are we eating? Where are we eating? <laughs> and Freddie and I have this joke now that we're going to just go on a tour and, and eventually see all the places. We're going to make one episode that just follows it and we're just going to go. Where are we coming in your neck of the woods? Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you two. Uh, so I'm I'm a big barbecue guy. Uh, there's a, a place called JD's Barbecue uh, in Ackworth up here, where where I live, just north of Marietta. Uh, it is is pretty pretty good. Uh, I'd, I'd put it up uh, next to anybody. Uh, and then we've got a Cajun place in downtown uh, Ackworth. Uh, Henry's uh, is the name of it, and it yeah. is it, it is excellent. And so I I. I recommend that to anybody yeah you know i wrote down two barbecue places so uh, if you come to georgia i guess you're having barbecue but uh right next to our house about halfway between here and my house is a place called paradise grill a little local they have a, a mexican side and an american fair side so you can get about whatever you want and uh, it's kind of our go-to weekly place great chips and salsa and to get you started and that's probably where i take somebody just give you a little local fare and I, you know, I mean, Henry's is a good choice. If you drive up to Ackworth, that's, I, I had it on the way to a game this year, but, um, I'd probably, if I'm going to drive a little bit, I mean, I'm probably going to stay in that barbecue. We've got a great steakhouse right there by my house, but, uh, there's a place called old brick pit barbecue down, um, down near perimeter Northside hospital, 285 area. Uh, it's probably has an Atlanta address, but it's just an old good place, man. A hole in the wall barbecue place. It's uh, probably my best, uh, my favorite barbecue in Atlanta. So, yeah, there's 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 few guests that I think we could actually go eat with. Um, Daryl Nance being one because it's right here in Greenville. It's two hours for Scott to get up here. Hey, it's two hours for me to get down to, to y'all. So, uh, if you're that's, lucky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I was very lucky, lucky coming down to section three that I, I skated right through everything. But then you know, a couple of people like were I guess behind me a little bit got stuck in all that traffic. Well, on that note, that sounds good. I mean, I, I, I quite frankly, we get a lot of barbecue places on here, Freddie. Regardless of the part of the country we're in for the for the episode too, we get a lot of barbecue places. But it's I got to make sure they're doing it the right way. It's got to well, be it's got to be brown sugar barbecue. Don't 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 give me any of that mustard base or the. Like, amen. Just don't. <laughs> no, amen on that one. I will give. I'll, I'll go with you on that one, Don. Uh, I was just going to say Georgia barbecue is by far the best out of the, out of the bunch when we have the referrals. So uh, out of that, that we, I know, I, I know what to say on this one. I, uh, on that line, Don, Josh, thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, we, I, I know Friday and I've li- listened to you guys for a long time. And so I appreciate what y'all do um, for interscholastic athletics. Uh, you guys are thank well you. with knowledge. It's a fun, it's a fun listen. It's also even more fun to meet you both in person too. So for those individuals, and I mean that <laughs> for those individuals that are going to be, uh, at the NADC next week, definitely try to find Don and Josh and say hi to them. Uh, it's, it's fun. again, networking's key where it's the most collaborative profession you'll ever be a part of. Um, 
What's the best way? I know uh, in terms of just the hanging with the AD podcast, is it hanging with the AD.com? Is that the best yes. way to find you guys? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And then obviously we're both on, uh, on X or Twitter, uh, <laughs> whatever that platform is. What, at this yeah, point. It's not a real place anyway. So yeah, I, <laughs> what, whatever that is. Uh, yeah, we're, we're on there as well. And, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, and then they, Oh, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, man, appreciate you. Uh, y'all listening to us. We, we always, yeah. uh, appreciate people telling us, say, listen, man, it makes us feel good. So thanks for that. And well, I will yeah. have to say, Josh. Josh gets to walk, or yeah, gets to walk around with the Navy uh, jacket this year. So, uh, quite, a, quite yeah. an honor, man. That's, that's right. Congratulations. Really I, that's that's one thing that I, people have heard. I, I told Daryl. I said that's 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 a goal is is to get that Navy jacket. So uh, I'm gonna have to keep keep following in your footsteps. Yeah, I get to wear it every single day. All day, yeah, I know. Day. <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> opportunity. Yeah, they sent uh, the <laughs> list of like wh- where to go and what to wear, and it's blazer, blazer, blazer. So it's uh, yeah, uh, we're we're making bets on like will it stand up in the corner at the end of this conference by itself or whatever. So you have to wear a tie the whole time too. Pretty much, yeah. Why? So, <laughs> it's just the standard. That's, That's the standard. A, I got that from uh uh. At the SEC Media Days, uh, Lane Kiffin, he, Greg Sankey finishes his talk and he's coming up and Lane Kiffin doesn't have a tie on. He's just got a jacket. And Sankey says, I sure wish I could do that and not not wear a tie or whatever. And Kiffin goes, why can't you? <laughs> yeah, Life-changing for me. Life-changing <laughs> for me. I like had a bonfire of all my ties like right after that. So, I'm a bow tie guy, so I'll be in the you? bow tie. I'll have my bow tie on, so. Even better than your regular tie, you, you you doctor it up a little bit. I don't know how to tie a regular tie anymore. I, I've, I've gone all Doug Kilgore, Jasper Jewell, <laughs> bow tie ads, man. Oh man, <laughs> guys, this has been fun. Uh, for those of you listening, hanging with the ad.com. Also, both of them work for Cobb County Schools. If you want to find their emails, uh, again, Josh is with Pope High School, and then Don is the district ad for that county. So it's just you can easily find them on that website as well. Uh, if you want to reach out to them personally. And then also, I'm going to say it again, network, find them at NADC if you're going to be there. Uh, if you're listening to us, you already found us somewhere across whatever platform you listen to at this point. I don't need to point you in the right direction anymore. And like Don already pointed out, we're on, like they are on Facebook, or not, sorry, we're not on Facebook, but we're on Twitter, X, whatever that platform may be, whatever it's being used for, I don't know. Uh, but we put stuff out there. If you want to reach us by email, athleticdirectorpod at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Scott. I'm Freddie. I'm Don. I'm Josh. And thank you for listening to the AD Podcast, where we fully understand what AD truly stands for, as you're working all day, after dark, and handling all duties. Safe travels. We'll see you in Orlando. Bring your school's legacy to life with the Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Our interactive display highlights your greatest moments and top performers, both past and present, across athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's also so much more. With our one-of-a-kind content program, we help you every step of the way so you can tell more compelling stories that will engage your whole community.